Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Have you had some more HelloFresh? I haven't, not yet. Have you not? No. Oh, I got mine in. I I had to pay for mine, though. I had to pay for mine. I've not not had any yet, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm waiting for the Freemans just to see if I like it. If I like it, oh, you like it, John. If I like it, I'll invest. Oh, you like, like it. it? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, calorious. That's how I. That's how I describe it. <laughs> calorious. <laughs> Jesus. For those who don't know, uh, Hello Fresh is the family-friendly dishes to share, and the kids love them. They send you all the ingredients. Monthly subscription. You pick your meals. You get so many to choose from, don't you? And you you pick the ones that you fancy. They send you all the ingredients. Cook it all fresh, and uh, delicious meals on the table. That's true. That made me a little boy. I had pork and apple burger. Oof. Superb. Yeah. The Asian style beef to die for. And the chicken, sweet and sour chicken. Oh. If any, if you, um, hopefully you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Turn me mic up for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I can tremendous. get on board with all three of them. Especially <laughs> the Asian style beef. One sheet of paper, you get the ingredients, the method, calorific information, micronutrients, Bob's your uncle. Oh. pop. On the dish, get it down your neck. Value, John, it's value. And obviously, as listeners of the podcast, HelloFresh are offering our listeners £60 off four boxes. All you've got to do is go to www.hellofresh.co.uk and enter the code under the cosh. Now, that is with the E. Right. Yes. Very important. Because we don't want you to miss out on your you offer, do we? don't want to miss out on your £60, do you? No. And your delicious, scrumptious, calorious meals. <laughs> calorious. Is yeah, that a word? No-brainer. Calorific. It is now. Calorific is, calorious isn't. Right. I've got you. I've got you. So, all you've got to do to enjoy your delicious moments with HelloFresh, head to hellofresh.co.uk, choose a, vo- a delivery slot, and add your favourite recipes. Discover the easy way to delicious dinners from scratch. HelloFresh is the UK's leading recipe box service, delivering fresh, pre portioned ingredients and step by step recipes to your door. It's the easy, convenient way to cook delicious dinners from scratch every single time. Choose your favourites from 19 recipes every week, including rapid recipes, ready in 20 minutes or less, family favourites, British and world cuisine, and even a balanced range. And, because all their ingredients come from direct from their suppliers, pre-portioned just for you, there's no food gone to waste. Oh, that, well, he's done well there, that Chinese, it? That Chinese uh, near you is going to be going out of business. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to think I've died. <laughs> oh, the, the guy... In peace. Uh, there'll be Lily's grand at your right next week. The guy at number 11 must have, uh, must have, must have popped his clogs. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's, not ordered for, he's not ordered for three days. Oh. I, think <laughs> I think he's ill. He must be... He's either, he's either in hospital or... 
He's died, bless oh. him. Well, no, he's knees deep in Hello Fresh. How are we doing? All right, still, still a little bit tired from the weekend's escapades. Negativity. Honestly, I met him this morning. Within 1.7 seconds of entering the car, puff of the cheeks. I'm still tired. <laughs> Morning, John. Oh, what a what a weekend, man! We got back from Krakow, Krakowia v Whistler. Monday weekend. night. Went with home fans, um, and well, lambs to the slaughter comes to yeah. mind. I never thought I'd be smuggling a firework into a football ground, lads. <laughs> No, with a with a mask on. <laughs> the thing I mean, is, you've, worn, you've worn masks before, haven't you? But that was when you were fucking tied up to the bed and that. But not <laughs> Jesus Christ. The thing is, we went and we had tickets for the 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 pleasant the, the, the normal stand, and we managed to get chat to a guy in the pub, and he said, "Oh, I could, we we got spare tickets for the ultras if you fancy it." So we, yeah, green as you like. Yeah. Go on, we'll, we'll get in with the ultras. We didn't Why think not? we didn't think it were going to be quite as hostile as, as what it were. Mm. There's a lot of angry men in Poland. The, the thing is, There's a lot just of fucking look, assholes and all. Yeah, but they just look angry. Yeah, they just. I, I mean, even like you sat having something to eat or, mm. and ordering a drink. It's as if you're ordering a pint of the fucking blood. Can I just get a pint of lager, mate? Yeah. You know what I mean? If there's any Polish listeners, I don't think I thought you were a lovely folk. <laughs> I thought in general they were they were they were rather. You liked them, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, you you liked them because the the very the standoffish. That's why you like very them. much like himself. Yeah, you don't like to get interact with. I, I like to interact with people and that. You know what I mean? I'm a bit of crack with a waiter and that, but can I get can we get three beers, please? Yeah, that that was it. I think people would be surprised. Point, people would be surprised to hear that. You were shitting yourself the most out of all of yeah, all four. I'd, I'd agree there. I've, I'd got, agree I've there. got no problems with you admitting that. No problem at all. So I had this mask on as a bit of bit of a joke at the start, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I'll put this on to be a right laugh. Mid- midway through the second half, when it all kicked off, <laughs> I just heard John go, "Get that fucking thing off him!" <laughs> <laughs> for the last for the last twenty minutes, I, I honestly could not wait for it to be over and, and done with. We are. I mean. They don't like filming. We were there to film. I think, we? We, I think we need to set the scene that we. Um, so we got the tickets for the ultra end, and we went for a few drinks before. And we, the, what, couple, by the a way, couple of the locals. Reverse, said, reverse. What a fucking night! By the way, the yeah. night before. <laughs> yeah, we had an incredible night the night before. Yes, yeah. yeah, so a bit rough around the edges. Uh, got in the local bar. Um, obviously, pick, managed to pick up some tickets for the ultra end. We were like, yeah, be all right. Yeah, we'll get in. We'll get in. We got a, a warning that it might be a bit rough and ready. Bought four but, flares. But yeah, we'll take our flares. And he, this guy, this Polish guy said, no, 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 listen, the ultras will, they mean business. <laughs> no flares. No, we've got t-shirts, we've got t-shirts, yeah. we've, got, we've got merch, mate. We've got merch, we'll fit right in. <laughs> They're not going to hit us, are we? Got, I've got a fucking, I've got a scarf on. We've invested in the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then, yeah, so we get round and about the ground. We managed to get in this sort of fans bar, didn't we? So he says, we ought to set a flare off of you. So yeah, it should be fine. As you do. Yeah, should be fine. So we set... Get involved, we, we? we? set a flare off. Uh, the whole of the fans pub were just looking at us thinking, what are these dickheads mm. doing here? Yeah. Uh, gets to the ground. Gets to the ground and some Polish Polish fan said, obviously realised we were English, says, uh, what are you doing here? And I was obviously come to watch the game. And he, he just said three words. 
welcome to hell. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. <laughs> I thought, it, it, it sh- fuck off, mate, you pillicking. Welcome to hell. And he was, a, he was spot on, weren't he? An absolute eye-opener in that spot. Oh. The thing is, within, within 30 seconds of getting down to the, the big end where we were watching the game, Matty got told off. Matty behind the camera got told off off this... He, he, the fellow that told him off wanted a fight, even with his own. Yeah. Everybody, everybody walked past him. He was looking them up and down, ready yeah. to go. I was pushing you towards him, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were all big. They, I mean, you, you, you know, usually singers over here are all kids, aren't they? You know, six younger end. Yeah, yeah. These were men. Mm. These were real men. They were bloke two. They were bloke two fro- rows in front of us. His head was like a bread bin. <laughs> I remember, yeah. He was, Is that the guy with the scarf being yeah, around oh his arm? Oh. Man mountain. Crushing skulls like sparrows eggs. Were they to film, obviously, the, the game and the atmosphere and that, and it became evident pretty quickly that we weren't welcome filming. Well, we could tell we were just tourist pricks, couldn't they? Yeah. I knew something wasn't right when that lad walked past with no top on, a pair of them flipping thingy gloves. Surgical, Surgical gloves. gloves. No, no trainers and shorts. Just waiting for a knife in me ribs. <laughs> the, the thing is that apparently, apparently the, the floors, uh, they're not no accepted. Go. They're a no-go. It's a life ban if you've got a floor. Lifetime ban yeah. to any Polish football. But it's all part, of the, uh, all part of the performance for the ultras, apparently. We get down there just before second half kicks off. Walking up the concourse. Yeah, next minute, T4, straight over our head, covers the old stand. And that basically is, it's like changing rooms. Let's go. Yeah. About 200 lads storm out, no no shirts on, no pants, just in their underpants, socks, mask, surgical gloves, masks. The flares get set alight, right? Yep. So obviously we're under this big fucking. It's a tarpaulin covers the stand, so oh, there's yeah. smoke. It's in your eyes. It's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's a, I'm a fire a strong worded letter. Keith Keith Lardy could be going fucking nuts, oh. <laughs> right? So. Then the, obviously the, the, the flares get going to, to the full potential. The, the tarpaulin thing comes back down. Obviously the smoke goes everywhere, like the, the, the effect that they want. Yeah. Soon as the flares are done, tarpaulin back up. These kids with the rubber gloves on and they would set the flares off. Diving about, rucksacks, digging in the rucksacks, mask off, t-shirt off, surgical gloves off, different t-shirt on, pair of jeans, Hat, whatever, scarping all around the stand, weren't they? Scurrying everywhere. It was fucking. To be fair, for Big Burly Ben, it, it was very well choreographed. Yeah, it and was. Then, and then when the when obviously they must have sixty seconds to get changed. As soon as the sixty seconds is up, tarpaulin back down. Watch again. Yeah. Carry on. You know what I mean? It, it was fucking SAS military operation, weren't it? I never thought I'd be intimidated at a football match. No. Bearing in mind, there were not even any away fans there. <laughs> the away no. fans are banned from. For a couple of years, for smashing the stand up last time they were there, but you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought that there were no away fans. It was definitely an experience, and even though it was a bit of er and scurum, it's an experience I'd yeah. do again. I would not with you a wouldn't. camera. You wouldn't, would you? No, no. Let <laughs> me know if you have a good weekend, lads. <laughs> but the, the, even the guy, the sort of the, the front of the stand, there's so a little bit of scaffolding, two massive drums, two guys on the drums, one guy just facing the stand orchestrating singing all the way through but it, it were it weren't on a megaphone like in germany this were going through the pa system oh, PA system. it were it were like deafeningly loud weren't it and 
It was brilliant. They just should the, bring that over here. The aggression. The, it just the aggression. Do you not think? They'd all be like, who's this dickhead? Yeah. Sit down, dickhead. I'm trying to watch Mac. Just the aggression. It, yeah. It was... Everything he said was with intent. Yeah. And then... So, the game finishes. The the team we were supporting got beat 1-0. But it's still... Fuck singing. So, we just sat down, didn't we? And let every, we were, I think we were the last out of the stadium. I was physically and mentally... Yeah. Was, yeah. Game. Fucking knackered. <laughs> That that well, that tire we didn't even go out really at night, did we? Uh, so watch the video anyway. Watch the video. Yeah, watch the video. Thanks to home fans again for sorting us out. Yeah. <laughs> Super Kevin Campbell, lads. Oh wow. He's good, wasn't he? Full of charisma, isn't he? Yeah. Just warmed him straight away as soon as he walked in. Just a, he, first one to embrace us with a hug. Did yeah. You know yeah. Oh, I didn't get a hug. Right, I don't right, think yeah. I like you to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he says you're his le- least favourite of the three of us. <laughs> yeah, right, no. bro, what a fella, man. Yeah, looking forward to part two. Yeah, a lot of the stuff when he was, t- I was just sat there with my mouth open. The cluffy and other st- when he st- briefly mentioned the Turkish stuff, I was just amazed. Yeah, just a nice, uh, just a top top guy. And it was a shame, really, that we couldn't. Do we couldn't carry on and get it all done in one sitting or into two parts or whatever? But he's a busy uh, man, isn't he? Yeah, he had he had he had places to be, and we're we're on it to get it to get a second part. Yeah, we've had we, didn't want, to, we didn't want to rush it, did we? No. no, I don't think he did either. I think no. he, he was more than happy to, to well, come back. That was a, it. Was suggested doing another another sitting because I don't like you said. I don't think he wanted to mm. to rush it. He had a lot a lot to say about a lot a lot of stuff. Like he didn't want to he didn't want to just scratch over Turkey. Because obviously, yeah, that, I think that's of, he's looking forward to that the most, isn't he? The fact that he, the fact that he listens to us, I mean, I, it threw me a little bit. It's yeah. not very often I get thrown, but which is probably why I didn't get a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. So Krakow, incredible. Kev, incredible. Uh, John McGinley today. Mm. Excited. Yeah. He's due any minute, so it could be the first time we, when we say here he is. He could actually be here. <laughs> the thing with we've been trying to get him on for a while, but with obviously all the stuff that's been going on at Bolton for the last six months, yeah. is it? Banning yeah, order. Whatever it were. Yeah, he wasn't allowed in the ground, was he? Yeah, no, he was banned, banned from the ground. Banned from the ground. So I think he'd be good. He's John. <laughs> How he's you doing. It's happened. <laughs> he's here. John McGinley, super John McGinley. It's Lord John oh, McGinley here. Yeah, according to yeah. Jerry Taggart, Lord Mur, Lord Mur of Bolton. Well, what Jerry says goes, you know what I mean? You're going to argue with me, are you? Oh, you're not going to argue with Big Jerry. You've been after this one for m- months and months and months, haven't yeah. you? We were starting yeah. to think you were just making it up. Yeah, I, I've got John McGinley's number. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, of course you have. <laughs> Fucking arsehole. My hero, watching Bolton. Even uh, for the occasion. Oh, aye, aye, we got? Aye. Here we go. Still fits me and all. What I bet got? it does. I very much doubt I'm not looking forward to the bottom button. Ready for this? Look at that, still fits. <laughs> 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 his name on the bar. Oh, no. oh my god. <laughs> what chance have you got? I, I, was, I, was, imp- I was impressed taking the shot off and then you killed it, then you were turning around. You know what I mean? I was expecting a big build up there. I tell what you, you what. Uh, who sprayed that on? <laughs> That's taking a lot of pressure off my belly now. Wow. <laughs> Can you wear that every week? So Chris, he's just—he's just, he's just took no. his shirt off. And what era is it? What year? This is 95, 96. Five, yeah, ninety-six. Club issue merchandise. Yeah. 
wow. without John's no, name no. on the back. I'm, I'm, in, I'm impressed it still fits me. Well, it doesn't really, does it? I think that's debatable. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so pop his eyes back in. <laughs> <laughs> impressed. Yeah. Mm. You're not comfortable sitting in it for the whole interview, no, 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 are you? Take it off now, mate. Yeah. Going back on and being buttoned up. So the pressure's on you for your research, then, isn't it? Well, it's like in awe, aren't you? The second greatest player ever to play for Bolton Wanderers has vaulted by the fans. Wow. After Matt Loftus. I'm not sure about that, like, you know what I mean? Just being modest. The fans have spoken. Don't want to embarrass. No, but did Jerry speak? (laughs) That was the thing. That's the difference. If Jerry says it, then fine. (laughs) I mean, the illustrious career, but would you agree that your claim to fame is um, appearing on Phoenix Nights? The... Oh, the dwarfs. Yeah, the, the dwarfs. dwarfs. Yeah. Did you did the word you're up about it, or did you score with Absolutely it? Absolutely not. No, no. Listen, Peter Kay and, and Paddy don't have to ask anybody. They can just do what nah. they want. You know, they're they're top guys. Have you seen that, Johnny? When they're outside the the, yeah, the, the pub. Oh, when they come off the when they come off the mini bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got McGinley on the back. <laughs> see, they do it properly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. I seen a video this morning of your uh, giving David Kelly a ten count. Oh yeah. It was just, it wasn't it. Because they slowed it down, one. it was just a slap, wasn't it? It wasn't a good one. It was a, it was a sclaff, really. You make a meal of it. He did a wee bit, yeah. I think he did. And uh, we obviously tried to get me sent off. I should have got sent off anyway. But uh, it was, there was a long story to that. There was the Wolves and the Bolton Wolves rival at that time was, was really good. The Battle you of Burnham. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, every game, you could go back and tell stories about every game. There was always incidents. Uh, How, why did it start? Actually, that was a start. <laughs> that was a start. I mean, they hated me anyway, right? But that was a start. We had gone down to... It was the second leg of the playoff uh, for promotion. So we had gone down to Molyneux uh, the previous... Uh, I think it was a Sunday. When we played on a yeah. Sunday, Wednesday, something like that. And we played there. And to be fair, they battered us. How we got away with a 2-1. That was a start, really. And, and I, I was lucky enough. I got a goal just before half-time. Made it 1-1 in the... Uh, made it 2-2 in the tie. And then uh, into extra time, ball came over to the back post. It was a looping header that came back the other way again. And I think it was Stowell, the goalkeeper, big giant of a guy and all, you know what I mean? He goes up, catches the ball, falls down, and I'm standing over him like that. You know, next minute, I get pushed on top of him. And as I get pushed on top of him, as I'm trying to get up, David Kelly's gripped me around the neck and... It's handbags in it, yeah, and that's it. But just give him a slap, yeah. But the referees within six yards, you know. So you can see the replay when it's on the telly. Six yeah. yards, he's looking straight at us. There's nobody in front of him, nothing, you know. And he comes over, and that. You must think you're going. I did. Oh, done. All I could think of was Bruce Rea. Bruce Rea sacking me. No question. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Sack. Done. Sack. Finished. Honestly, yeah. You don't mess with Bruce. And <laughs> and it, I'm thinking, I can't play at Wembley now. Yeah. That's me. Done. I'm finished. Might as well go and work the building site Game again. Over. You know what I mean? Done. So. I'm now picking David Kelly up and saying, get up. Yeah. Get up. And, I'm, I'm, and I've got his hand, you know what I mean? And, and like, and then the ref pulls us over, took us aside, and he's saying, uh, and I said, I said, look, don't spoil a good game, ref. And we were right in the corner where all the Wolves fans were and where, like, all the Bolton naughty boys were, you know what I mean? Where they all joined there. And I think that was the reason why, because I think they were, the place would have just, oh, there would have no, been a riot. There would have been. What did he say to you, the ref? He didn't say anything. He just, just showed you the I yellow? Just him, I just said to him, I said, look, I don't spoil a good game, ref. And he pulled <laughs> out and he went to Kelly and he, and he showed David the, the yellow card. And I'm there waiting, okay, right? And, you Here know, go. back into the pot. And he just turned around and he went, bump, like that. And really? So he, he must honestly, have seen Kelly grip you then? 
Because well, when I saw it, I, I didn't say it, but... No, well, you did. He's gripped me around the throat, and I just, obviously it's our natural reaction. I wonder if he's thought, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> if I send either of these two off, one of them's not playing in the playoff final. Maybe, yeah. No, I, I think, think it was more the riot. <laughs> I, do, I do, honest to God, I think it was more the riot. And, and poor Lofty, the mascot, was, was down in that corner at the time, and he got pelted with everything the Wolves fans had. And they could get their hands on, he got everything banged. Like, it was six foot lion getting the ball turned of it. But seriously, in, in them games, the atmosphere was unbelievable, and, and it could have went off at any time. Do you know what I did like, though? Obviously, that and it would never happen today. No. When the, when the referees pulled them both over, he yeah. shook your hand, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. that, today, people will be rolling round, they'll be... Yeah. Okay, what would that be? Ten-game ban? If you punch somebody now, it's a ten-game ban, isn't it? All right. Well, I mean, in them days, I mean, you, you, if you're honest now, it's, it's a non-contact sport. You know, I mean, John, you yourself totally and me, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't last 15 minutes in a game now, would you? I mean, you put yourself about, and, you know, you had a big guy in last week, Big Jerry, you know what I mean? And even in training, you know, the... the <laughs> The abuse you take in training, never mind games, you know what I mean? But it goes both ways, you know? And as a striker, you walk onto the park, well, in them days, you walked on thinking, I've got to get my bid in first here. Mm. Yeah. Because if you didn't get your bid in first, there's a good chance you'd have been carted yeah. off. So it was, that was the case. And it was, and it wasn't dirty, dirty. It was just physical contact, you know? Did you I, go through then? Sorry, lack of research. Yeah, did, you, did. did you win that? Yeah. Yeah, we went through, got to the final, and we beat Reading in the final 4-3. Unbelievable so, final, that one. You go to that one? I did. Did you? Did. What yeah. age were you in now? Twelve. Twelve? Yeah. Yeah. 2-0 two two down. Then Reading had a penalty. Missed. Yeah. Keith Brannigan saved to it. To go 3-0 up. 2-0 two two down after 20 minutes. Yeah. Right, they came out. I'm not kidding. It was like playing Brazil. And they were unbelievable. We couldn't get within a yard of them, right? They were bop, 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 passing the ball around. There's little triangles. Worked their way up the park. They played unbelievable football. And like, we couldn't even get a breath. Couldn't get near them. And I think about 28, 29th minute penalty, and that's it. You know, yeah, three nils done. Oh, over, forget yeah. it. Keith Brannigan, unbelievable save. I mean, never gets enough credit for me, you know, because that changed, when you look at it, that changed the fortunes of the football club, changed the whole history, changed the path of the football club. And, and for him to make that <laughs> save, gets in at half time. Uh, we sprinted off the pitch, you know, to get in there. We knew what was coming because mm. Bruce was on the way in. And, uh, but we spent, <laughs> to get as far no, but as possible. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Big Jerry said that. You know, we, we had a dressing room there at police. We policed the dressing room ourselves, you know. And we got in there and we hammered every one of us we, ourselves. Do you know what I mean? We hammered ourselves. Before he even came in. Before he came in. And he, but he knew that. He did it quite a lot. He, let, he always left us because he knew we'd be in there putting things right. And, and everybody took it the right way. It wasn't personal. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I need you next week. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, if I'm not playing well this week, the boys will get round and help you and you'll help them next week, you know. And, and you're and all that the same thing as well, don't you? That's it, yeah. And But no, so we got in, sorted it out. Then Bruce came in, we were expecting the volley and he was just cool. He just said, look, he's had a fantastic season. He's have played some football. Why waste it now? Why waste it? Go out there. I mean, you've got 45 minutes now to put it right. Everything you've put in now, not just this season in your careers to get to this point, go and put it right. And to be fair, boys and out the second half, got to 2-2, two, two, went into extra time, uh, got ourselves 4-2 up. Uh, and then Jimmy Quinn scored a, a goal last kick of the game to make it 4-3. But what a final. I mean, it was just pff, unbelievable. Did you, 
in, in between getting to the final mm. and the final, yeah. did you go away or anything like that? Yeah, we went to Portugal. Uh, went to Portugal. Training or boozing? No, one night. Oh. First night you get there, you're out a pint, well, a few pints, and then that was it. Uh, and you've got to remember at the time, we had injuries. Peter Shelton was our goalie. How old was he then? 64. 46. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like 46, 47. <laughs> he was our goalie. He, he was managing at Plymouth. He would left Plymouth, obviously, and uh, Bruce picked him up, took him in. And what a guy, honestly. That trip, if, if I've got a memory of that trip, you know, it's, it's probably the greatest goalkeeper England's ever had when he's playing with us. You know what I mean? And surrounded by a rabble every day. <laughs> every day. We sat round the pool and he would tell us stories and everybody would sit there mouth wide open. <laughs> Jack and just, honestly, it was just like unbelievable. He would, he would just go through because we had never, I like, ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> what a man. Absolute gentleman. He must have been sick to death of us by the end of the week. But tell us just, another. Tell us another. Yeah, that was it. That was, and I was like, what about, uh, you know, like Maradona and all that? Like, and, oh, just, for us, it was brilliant. And it passed the week great. But that first night, we were allowed a pint and we all went out. And, you know, it's like, okay, go out, you know, midnight, one o'clock, be sensible. Yeah. <laughs> so we found this little nightclub. Uh, and it was. You it always was, find one, don't yeah. you? <laughs> but, it was, but it was out of season. We went in and there was lights on it and everything else. And there must have been about eight people in it. Right? So we goes in and it was like. So you, you've got the wooden floor and you've got the spotlights and everything else all going round, you know. And by this time, I've got Peter. We've got two stools as goals. And I've, I'm flicking bar mats and he's diving across the ceiling <laughs> in, in, in this nightclub. Do you know what I mean? And, and it, so there's the greatest goalkeeper England's ever had. And I've got him flying about saving bar mats. <laughs> get up, Peter, get yeah, up. Yeah, Peter, come on. Rebounds. Quicker. But, do you know, and like, so then we, obviously it's light by this time, we're traipsing in about five o'clock. And the next morning we were meant to be down on the training ground for 10 o'clock. So everybody got, oh, well, down we go. You know, we had to walk down this hill to get to the training ground. And we're all sitting there, and then the boss comes down, fresh as a daisy, you know, and everybody's around, sitting around there listening. Next minute, it's like, you know, it's going through everything, what we've done this season and everything else, then he turns around. And that man there, Peter Shelton, unbelievable. What a pro, what does... And I'm sitting there going to myself, you know, if you'd seen him last night, <laughs> if you'd seen him last night trying to save these bar mats, you know, you might have changed your mind, but no. So did he like a drink then, Shelton? He did. Yeah. He did, he liked a drink, but in a, in a good way, you know what I mean? He was just so accommodating. He, like I said, he must have been sick to death of us, because we were like wee kids just sitting around him asking him, and he was like... <laughs> but he was brilliant, he really was. Bit Fantastic. of a masterstroke from Ray up then, isn't it? Bringing him in just off the pitch more well, than he, anything. He, he, no, he played. He played he? in that first game at Molyneux. Right. And he played in that game. And, uh, He's still class-like. Well, I mean, obviously years have taken its toll, you know, he could, anything close to him, he was still a good yeah. set of hands and everything else, but I'll tell you what, if you'd put things in the corners and that, you know, the big fella probably struggled to get down a wee bit, and, uh, you know, after having to tie his laces to get him on the park, you know, I mean, he was all right, but... That's mad, 46-year-old yeah. man. I mean, just shows you, though, he had kept himself in reasonable nick, you know, yeah. and, and still to be able to go out and do that, I mean, he helped us get promotion, you know, there's no doubt, so... How would, um, I seen Summit... Was it when Riyok must have gone to Arsenal? He said to Ian Wright that he needs to be more like you. Yeah. yeah. He needs to play more like him. Yeah. Quite a compliment to yeah. himself, isn't it? I don't, I don't think he was too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, and he, I think it was who? You know what I mean? It was one of them. Uh, but no, I, I, I think Bruce obviously had his ways. 
you know, we were different. You know, as a team, as a club, we were different. Bruce ran the club from top to bottom, and you know, people were frightened of him in a good way. You know, and and I think the methods he had worked with us, but maybe not necessarily work with with the Arsenal boys. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to remember they were going in bigger personalities, bigger and, per- yeah. bigger egos, bigger personalities. Uh, you know, you top know. top England internationals. You know top of the game yeah mm-hmm. you know and I think probably the boss the boss has gone in there and maybe said a few things maybe he regretted afterwards as well because you know there's no reason why they, they had a good manager they had a good manager was he good oh he was fantastic he was the best manager I ever played for hands down even though you were scared of him I don't necessarily say I was scared of him just not, respected him. Not in public, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, listen, I had a huge respect for him. And he was, he was the type of man where, when he walked in a room without saying a word, people sat up. You know what I mean? They, they sort of straightened themselves, whatever they were doing, they stopped, and right, he doesn't have to and say anything. They obviously had no respect for him at all because Ian Wright gave them an ultimatum. Get rid of him or get rid of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it was more than him. You know Tony Adams. The, a group they all weren't having. A group had got together and, and had gone to the board, obviously. And, and there's no way in the world one person against, like we said, established internationals at the top of the game. Uh, there was only going to be one winner on that side. Basically, the, the, the lads got him out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it was player power that got him out of the door. And you got to remember, he was the one that brought Bearcamp to the to the club. Mm. What's he? Yeah. Do you think David Platt, <clears throat> Bearcamp? He was the one that signed them. I mean, for God's sake, you know. To have Bearcamp coming in the door, I mean, what signing? Yeah. Probably yeah. one of the best players I ever played against and, and, and seen live, you know what I mean? I mean, that, that guy was just on a different planet. Unbelievable. But again, you know, the boss is training and everything. We worked hard in training, there's no doubt about that. You know, we all liked the night out, we all enjoyed ourselves, but I tell you what, we paid the price on a Monday morning for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the and, boss. And the what boss, about Thursday morning? You used to have Tuesdays. Well, the boss knew what were, I mean, you know, Bolton's a big town, but a small town, you know, and he knew everything that was going on, <laughs> and he knew when we were out, he knew when we weren't out. And Did know, he ever say anything? Yeah, yeah, he would, he would pull you in. He had, he had different ways of doing things, you know. I mean, he was great, he was a great guy for fostering a good atmosphere you know and, and he, when you walked in in the morning and if he was walking past you in the corridor or whatever and he, you know he said good morning and you know how are you and he would you if you said oh, okay and he'd be like okay can okay, then you wipe the wall with you you know what i mean it was like do you realize how privileged you are to be a football okay you should be top of the world <laughs> all right you don't know my head's banging here you know what I mean? i'm just trying to put a smile on to appease you my head's banging but uh, no, it's like, oh, wonderful boss, thanks, yeah, on, on you go, you know. And uh, the other <laughs> days you'd walk in and he'd walk straight past you. So then you'd go in and you'd go to the boys. He's ready. He knows something, what have I done? <laughs> you know, and then now you're trying to remember where you've been and what you've done and you're going, somebody's phoned him this morning, I guarantee you that, right? But that was, if they had, who knows? If they hadn't, who knows? But you'd go out then and you, on the training ground, you'd be like, no, so it was probably be, intentional be, yeah, just to get a re- bit of a reaction yeah it was it was reverse psychology it was mind games mm. and he was brilliant at it and he, he knew the guys he had on toast with it as well you know yeah. what I mean? and the boys would come in he'd have me on toast I'd be yeah. honest oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well my pal my big pal Tony Kelly he had Tony on toast right I mean Tony I'll admit he is the only manager he's ever been scared of and Tony had a weight problem and <laughs> I feel your pain, Tony. <laughs> I, feel, I feel your Tony, pain. Tony had a weight problem, and uh, 
he got weighed every Monday and every Friday, right? Now, if he came in on the Monday after a weekend and he was overweight, he got sent home, not to come back the, for the rest of the week. He got chucked, that was him, done. Now, if he made it through to the Friday, he got weight, and if he was overweight again, on it, he got chucked home, right? So that was him. That kept that's him ruthless, on the straight. That, that is kept, ruthless. That kept him on the straight. <laughs> now, but I'm not asking you. I'm having extra well, puddings on my dinner. I'll, so. I'll, I'll, see you, I'll see you tomorrow about 12 o'clock, love. I'm off, I've got a week off, get fucking flights booked. <laughs> so, so poor Tony, poor Tony would come in, right, play the game on a Saturday, be coming off the park, and he'd be like, right. And all we'd do all weekend, white wine and soda. White wine and soda. He wouldn't, and he wouldn't eat. <laughs> he was scared to eat because, right? but, find case, a way but, it case, but it was a case of this it was like what well, food or drink right, well, so it's got to be the drink right? so so what's the best way around the drink right so that was meant to be not lying so heavy on him you know what I mean just wine and soda so he would come in on a Monday morning and we'd all be waiting there right and we'd, he'd come in and I'd do the book I'd be running the book right boys right, I'll have a fiver on him he's over or under so he'd come in and I'd be like to him right wait up Give me a clue, you know what I mean? If you had a big weekend, I can put you out to five to two. But I'll tell you what, it, it was always that close where, I mean, it had to be Evan. You know what I mean? He, he Nothing. He didn't even, he couldn't afford an ounce. You know what I mean? So he'd go in and we'd all be waiting there, right? And the physio, and the physio had to weigh him. And then the physio had to go in and tell the boss if he was good or bad or whatever, right? So we'd be waiting. Oh. And he'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> so in the meantime, right? So we'd be in getting the weight. As he's come into the ground, his boot boy would have been nipping across the road. There was a great pie shop and that across the road, right? Because he hasn't eaten all weekend, he's like, oh, he's like I'm starving. I could eat, I could hit the steering wheel this morning. You know what I mean? So his boot boy's gone across the road, got him a couple of pies, big bacon and egg roll, you know what I mean? And he's waiting outside next to the dugouts at the ground. So again, we'd, we'd all wait. They'd come in, get weighed. You just see this flash come past you, right? Fucking shorts, flip-flops, T-shirt on, out the dressing room door. Give them five seconds, right? So one, two, right, all the boys, well, sneak out down the side, and then you go, sneak round the corner, he'd be next to the dugout, in the dugout, egg all running down his face. <laughs> you, know, you, know that, you know that look on your eye when you're like... Satisfied. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> really you, like you've been busting for a shite for about two days or something like that, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And he's done it, and he's like, oh... And he's, you know, so that was him. And it was the same story, and then the rest of the week, same story. Start again then. And, well, and wait on Friday, you know? And, and, but do you know what best football probably he's played in his career? Yeah? Yeah. Was he starting? Was he number one? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the middle of the park. He was... Uh, the thing is, you know, when you think about, like, obviously, back in the day, maybe not as much, but, like, I'm, as you know, I'm not a sports science guy, but that is that the, the worst thing he could have done, really, isn't it? You know what I mean? Starving yourself from Saturday after the game... Until Monday after you weigh in, and then probably you mean Wednesday, in terms Thursday, of recovery recovery. And all yeah. that. Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. starving yourself for Friday. Yeah. You're, you're fucking killing yourself, really, aren't you? Yeah, but I understand what you're saying, Joe, but you did have a choice. You could have had food if you wanted. He chose a liquid diet rather than the, rather than the food diet, so really it was. You know, yeah. <laughs> did the physio ever look after him then? Did he ever. He did. Ouncier. Well. Ouncier. The physio was scared of their boss and all that, you know. <laughs> but no, he did. He did. I mean, he, listen, everybody knew how hard he was. He was working and hard he was doing. You know what I mean? But he was good. And a couple of times, the boss, the boss took him in one day, and all, all, he tells a story now, Tony. The boss took him in one day, and he was expecting a rot. He had done something 
fucking off the charts, you know, when he was expecting to get his arse kicked right out the door. And he's gone in, and the boss had the he had this big china teapot out, and, and the china cups were out when he went in, and he went, all right, here we go. So he sits down, and he's poured them, and he's looking at it, and he's going, that's weak tea, that. <laughs> so he sat there, and the boss, and he goes, here, taste that. So he's, he's like, oh, that's not like that. <laughs> and he goes, what's that then? He goes, uh, that's champagne, you know, like that, to him. Right, so he's a bottle of champagne in the, in the big teapot, <laughs> poured it in. Right, so he's drinking champagne, he's sitting there, and so he's given him the talk, you know, he's given him the, the talk he needed to give him. But then he turned around and he says to him, have you ever seen a fat jockey? And he goes, no. And he goes, that's what they drink. That's what he said. So he was basically saying to him, yeah, have a drink, but just don't go stupid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he said, I'll drink champagne. Yeah, but he, but, he, but he also did say, and this stuff's not for you. There's stuff nine quid a bottle down in the street. <laughs> <laughs> he says, This is the good stuff. Yeah. And he says, Why one and sort of yeah. name, son? Yeah, and that, but that's the, that's the stuff you need to be drinking. That's what he said to him. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> although we say he was dead strict and everything else, there was a bit of come and go as well with him. Yeah. But we needed it, you know, because it was a strong dressing room, strong characters. And then I think when you've got that mix, you need somebody even stronger looking down to on the, you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Sort of if, yeah. not, if not, you take over the place, don't you? Yeah. So you talked about before, mm. uh, you're going to be back on the building site. Yeah. We've, we've had a few lads, haven't we, who's, who've kind of made the progression through the leagues yeah. at a later age. So were you like 25? I was 24 uh, when I went to Shrewsbury. Yeah. I was 24. So were you just in the lower leagues in Scotland before that? And a no. A little spell in New Zealand? Right? No, I was... Research... Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. This is this yeah. is your second yeah. best player ever. This mate, yesterday, <laughs> second best yesterday. player ever. Yesterday, <laughs> seven hours max, and I got to sleep. Right, started in the Highland League. Uh, I made my debut for my home team town, Fort William, at fourteen against Elgin City. Fourteen. Yeah, but the town I came from wasn't a football town. It was a shinty town. Shinty's a game with a stick. Yeah, you wouldn't have never, no, I've never heard of it. Shinty. <laughs> Right, it's a, it's a tough, tough... There's no way in the world I was playing it, put it that way. Right? <laughs> it's a tough, tough game. But in that town, it wasn't a football town. And if you wanted to progress and, and you had to really go somewhere else. I played for Nairn County. Uh, I then went to New Zealand for a season. I played out there for a season. Imagine what quiet out there, were it? Quiet? Yeah. No, it wasn't quiet. Oh. I lived, I lived Find just, a nightclub. I lived, <laughs> I lived just outside Auckland. Auckland's a wonderful city. Yeah. Uh, beautiful city, actually. And what age are you when you moved to New Zealand? Twenty. Twenty. Uh, I was out when I was out there. I probably cried for about three months when I first went there. First time I'd ever been away from home, and going from such a small place up in the Highlands of Scotland, yeah. and then ending up in New Zealand, and I just wanted to go home. But you can't just like pop no. home. Do you know what I mean? So it took me three months really, and then after three months, I, I sort of settled in, uh, and then I really enjoyed it for the rest of the season. Yeah, Did you have misses in that. Did you have a missus? No, I was on my own. I was on my own. It was good though. Yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> it was uh, but no, the people were really nice. Lovely. I mean, for me, it, it, this was a big time for me because it was a national league. You flew to all the away games. You had like travelling gear, Adidas travelling gear and all that. You know what I mean? You were like, Phew. I'd come from like, so. you know, washing your own gear. And, and, mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was fantastic. So that was good. Uh, came home. I actually came home and I signed again for Nairn County. That was part of the reason they let me go if I came back and I signed. Yeah. And within a week, I got a phone call. 
I got a phone call from Jerry Gow, Yeovil Town. And what had happened... I'll tell you what, by the way, fucking... The Highlands of Scotland to Yeovil. I know, fucking that's Europe. a strange... You might as well go to New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand's fucking probably <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes closer. Probably, probably I felt at home, you know, a small <laughs> place. But uh, I got the phone call out of the blue and says, would you come down? And I looked at it, and this was, this was the end of February. And there was only a couple of months to the end of the season. And it was, it was a conference, it was at the time. The old goal, it was a Gola League. Yeah. <clears throat> and in fact, the week before, I replaced Ian Botham. Ian Botham was a striker for Yeovil. Yeah. Beefy. Beefy. Yeah. He was a striker for Yeovil. Nah. He played for Scunthorpe as well. Did he? Yeah. He was he was decent. He didn't fuck about me. No. Did you not know that? Big man scored goals, he was alright. I think that big man <laughs> scored goals. I think he played did he not play football before cricket? I think he did. He played for Scunthorpe. Professionally like. Yeah. Scunthorpe were a league club. Yeah. But his mum and his mum he, he lived, he came from Yeovil. His mum and dad lived in Yeovil. So he ended up playing there. So he was going away, I don't know, West Indies or wherever it was, on tour <laughs> with the cricket and all that. So yeah, he had to pack the football in. So I replaced him. So I went down, uh, I played to... <laughs> both of out McGinley. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the claim to fame, I take yeah, that. Hey. So I replaced him, uh, stayed till the end of the season. They got relegated. Uh, but I signed a three-year contract. And that was it. So I stayed there for, for three years. I didn't right. know that about both of them. When you mentioned Scunny, that rang a bell, but I didn't know he was like a professor. I thought Fuck it might have been a youth yeah. team and got yeah. released or whatever. No, he was all right. As long as somebody did his running for him, he was all right. You know? <laughs> I know that. I'm not having a dig. I'm not having a dig. I know that role. No. But uh, <laughs> a guy came in, a London guy came in. He was an ex-policeman. Brian Hall was his name. And he came in and I didn't see eye to eye with him until I left. And the agreement was if I went back to Scotland, I could go for nothing. If I stayed in England, they wanted probably yeah, yeah. 70 quid for me or something you know what I mean? <laughs> so I went back to Scotland and I, I played for Elgin City I did I scored a lot of goals quite quickly there Jerry had got the Weymouth job and Jerry wanted to sign me so geographically by the way Weymouth's like down half from, an hour yeah. down from Yeovil yeah. it's, <laughs> even it's even fucking further but a nice place yeah, right, lovely, a yeah. beautiful place Weymouth so Jerry had wanted to sign me the club had agreed uh, £20,000 so he flew up to Inverness I went and picked him up at the airport, drove him back to Elgin City, and they were having a board meeting in there, waiting for him coming, everything else. Drove in. As we got out of the car, drove in, got into the stadium. As we're walking into the boardroom, the secretary popped his head out the door and says, hey, John, can I have a quick word? I went, I no worries. So Jerry carried on into the boardroom, and I says, no word of a lie, sat down, he's got all the papers out, transfer forms, he's got a banker's cheque for 20 grand, a banker's draft. He's got his briefcase all that, all there. He's all sat there on the thing. But the secretary pulled me in and he goes, uh, McNeil's been on the phone. And I went, Billy McNeil. Billy McNeil, manager of Celtic. Celtic was my team growing up, right? He went, Billy McNeil. He went, no, Ian McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he went, no, Ian McNeil Shrewsbury. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you've gone, Oh. Well, initially I went, oh, Billy McNeil. No, no, Ian McNeil, Shrewsbury. I went, all right. They went, uh, he wants to sign you. I went, yeah, but I'm going to sign for Jerry. Like, Jerry, I'm... Weymouth, for, for, Weymouth paying 20 grand, that must have been a massive... Yeah, it was. A, like a massive... Yeah, for was a lot of money for them. Yeah. yeah, And they were giving me a lot of money as well, and they were going to give me a flat, a car, and, you know what I mean? So they pushed, unbelievably pushed the boat out. 
So, but then you're looking at it, conference, and it was, now it was, it was the championship. Shrewsbury won the championship with Chelsea, Leeds United, no, they were all in it at the time. So, like that then, what would you do now? Oh, he wants to speak to you on the phone. I was like, fucking hell. So, phones him up, Mr McNeil. Yeah, John McGinley, how are you? Good. Eh, uh, I've got Jerry Gow here waiting to sign me. He goes, I know, that's why I'm on the phone. I went, all right. So he says, I want you to go down tomorrow morning, sign tomorrow morning. He says, nah, don't be, come on. I says, well, listen, I'm not coming, it's not, I'm not coming down on trial. I'm not, and he says, no, no, no. He says, come down, sign, sign the contract's waiting on you. Come down, do, do, do. Did he tell you the figures or? I didn't even ask him about nothing, no. <laughs> so I thought, oh, fucking hell, what do I do now? <laughs> and in fact, then I'm thinking to myself, my car will never make Shrewsbury. <laughs> I had an old Ford Capri, honest to God. I had to, like, I had to bump start it every morning. I'm thinking, there's no way that's going to get me to Shrewsbury. I've got to take him back to the fucking airport. Yeah, no. yeah, I've got to take him back to the airport. I've got to, then, well, how am I going to get to Shrewsbury? It's like, oh, and all these things are... So I thought, I said, give me five minutes. So I went back in, into the boardroom. I went, Jerry, uh, I'm going to sign for Shrewsbury. And he went, are you on about like going to sign the stream? I says, well, Ian McNeil's on the phone there. I says, it's it's championship football, division one football. And he went, no. And then he said, well, we'll give you, we'll give you this, we'll give you more. I said, Jerry, but it's not about that. It's about league football. But he says, you'll get league football words. I says, yeah, but voila. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like there's league football. <laughs> there's a chance of league football. Mm. And he goes. And, you know, it went on for two or three minutes and he stood up and he went there. Yeah. He put his hand out, shook my hand. He says, well, listen, all the very best. As long as I get first out, if it doesn't work out, you know. Did you make him get a taxi at the airport? <laughs> no. So they, we went then and the night out. We went then. So then I took him in to see Elgin's finest hostelries, you know what I mean? So we had a, we had a night out, got him in the morning, took him to the airport. You know, and again, on the way to the airport, are you sure, are you sure? And, was, and that was it, you know, and I had to drive then to my mum's down to Fort William, give her my Ford Capri, which she couldn't even see over the bonnet. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen it? It was unbelievable. And she gave me her car to drive down to Shrewsbury. So so you did not even sort of the contract out? No. no. That no. was a risk in itself, yeah. isn't it? I just wanted to play football. Yeah. Honestly, God, I mean, Jerry even knew that. Jerry offered me this, this, this. I never Didn't asked for nothing. No. Went down, and this is this is the kicker, really, right? He was clever. Ian McNeil, I owe him everything because he's the one that really gave me my opportunity, you know, in league football. And I drove down to see him. So he's there waiting on me. Goes in, in the office, and he goes, oh, just waiting on the secretary coming over. Uh, he says, we've got all the forms everyone else sorted. And he goes, uh, we're going to give you this, give you this, give you that. I went, fine. He goes, so we're just waiting on the secretary. I don't know where he is. He should have been here by now. He says, uh, but I'll tell you what, do you fancy just nipping in and putting some gear on? Right? I said, I've no boots on. Ever. He says, my boot. And he went, no, no, we'll sort all that out. What size are you? Nine's like, I don't know, Boris, son. Aye, come on. And you go. <laughs> so I was in the dressing room and I'm sitting there, I'm putting kit on. I'm going, what am I doing here? I just drove for like fucking eight hours. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I'm like, I just want something to eat. And he goes, eh, no worries. So I put the gear on, walked out onto the pitch. There's two wingers each side. There's two bags of balls each side. <laughs> there are two goalies. <laughs> 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 right? I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking to myself, he's clever, you know, the wee guy, sharp attack, right? 
it's not a trial, but I just want to see you can play for us. <laughs> There's no way you're going to sign these forms and until yeah. I see you do something. He knows that you're not going to say no as well. He's well, he, bullied well, your interest. Too late. So I'm walking on. I walked onto the pitch. Next minute, he's got ball. I've just balls firing from both sides. I've got headers. I've got chest volleys, volleys. You know, <laughs> both sides. So you know what I mean? It's a trial, isn't it? Well, you know what I mean. And so I'm, I'm, you know what I mean. And after ten minutes, he's gone right. That's enough, son. Come on, let's go. So because then get get yourself showered and I'm, you'll be in by now. He was there all the time. <laughs> He's upstairs he was upstairs having his lunch. You know what I mean? It's mad to think that, that goes but, on, though, isn't it? When you think was, about it. But it, honestly, he was just so shrewd. You know, Ian was different class. He was brilliant, and uh, so I signed. And were you happy with your contract? Not really. No. <laughs> no compared to football. The, compared to the Weymouth one, were you going to be getting more at Weymouth in yeah. the conference yeah. than what you did in yeah. the yeah. old league one? Yeah. It's fucking mad. That, nearly, yeah. nearly twice as much. And, and a car and a flat which I didn't get any of that did uh, you ever you know when you first saw them figures did you ever think oh, maybe I'm, I should have gone away getting back in or were you were you that f- no I just wanted to play football honestly at the highest level well at the highest level I could yeah. any any level but I mean just getting that opportunity mm. you know because I'd felt I had you know I'd, I'd put in the miles and, and I was always the type of person when I was a game of football I'd be there and it doesn't matter how far it was or where it was, I'd go. And somebody said to me, oh, do you, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go. You know, it didn't really come into it. In fact, later on, I was at Millwall and Bruce Reich took me to Millwall. He was a manager that took me to Millwall. When Ian went to join Bruce at Millwall, then they got sacked and went to Bolton. Ian got on the phone to me straight away so and says, the boss is... So in the long, obviously you didn't know at the time, but in the long run... Taking less money at Shrewsbury. Well, well, not really, because I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's, so Ian got on the phone to me, Stuart. The boss got the boat. Ian got on the phone to me and he goes, right, we're, we're coming in to get you. He says, hey, we'll want you as soon as we can. Right, but they had no money. I went, okay. Mick McCarthy had taken over from Bruce at Millwall yeah. as a manager. Now, Mick, as a teammate, was unbelievable. Was that his first job? Yeah. Like player manager. Yeah. He was unbelievable as a teammate, right? And banter and he mixed with boys and all that. See, the day he got the job, never spoke to me again. Did he change? Yeah. Never spoke to me again. Honestly, God, never. Surprised and you have that. to. You have to to a certain degree, but cut us off dead, right? And with everybody as well? Or I don't did you think it was just you? No, there was a few. There was a few, but I might have been top of the list. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but I've made it make sense. I'm a fine, you know, we're, we're fine and all. And he actually came up to me, right? And he. The first time he really had a conversation with me, he goes, biggest mistake I've made in football. Let you go. Like that. I wonder why. I'm I glad. Wonder. No, oh, I'm yeah. glad. I'm oh, without doubt, I'm glad. Yeah, I wonder because why bloody went uh, down that road. Well, I think at the time, they had they had some decent boys there anyway. They've got to change, like, haven't they? Yeah. From a player to, to the manager, mm. say, but they've got to change. But it's just to, to what extent they do change. And I think he had, he had Chris Armstrong there. Who went on to play for England? Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham. Casey Keller, though. Casey Keller was a goalie. Yeah, because American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he went he was on a goalie. to the Tottenham and US yeah. international. You know, when you say US international, right? I mean, obviously the standards got better now, but yeah. I wouldn't have been impressed with him being a US international back then. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think they were alright. No, yeah, until that. Ninety-four. Lexi Lalas. Did they all the World Cup in ninety-four, America? 94, yeah. Right, so before that, football know. weren't even a game. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so if you were a goalkeeper in 
1992 playing for America, he was pretty much playing for fucking pack horse. He were only keeper of pack horse. He was playing for coaching horses in, in Bolton Sunday League, weren't he? Playing for America back then. You know what I mean? Shite. Well, he was playing for Tottenham as well, so he must have been half. Fair enough, yeah. But I, I, just when you said the, it, it were an American international, like, it was shite. <laughs> You're better off with one of the fucking goalkeepers from ice hockey in than, than him back then. <laughs> Anyway. So were you alright? <laughs> Actually it wasn't a bad goalie after, after all that. He had, he had glasses that were as honest as thick as milk bottles. He did honestly. That's not a good start yeah. hey, so how the hell he ever saw anything when he took them off, I'll never know. But uh, he was a good goalie. But his, his gear though, his, it was his gear that he got stick for. You know, the white socks and the jeans and you know all that yeah. nonsense. That was uh, the American gear. Yeah, the American <laughs> gear. But a nice lad. Good lad. <laughs> So then Mick didn't want to play me, but he was forced to because they had injuries, right? So I got in the team and I was scoring goals for him. Why did he not want to play you? Just didn't From above or? No, just no. Just didn't rate you as a player? I think he didn't rate me as a player, to be honest with you. Uh, I wasn't his cup of tea, I don't think. Yeah, but just as a player or personality-wise? I mean, I ripped him a wee bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... You've got to look at the fucking size of your yeah. nose, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I ripped him a wee bit, but there was no need we, for that, we, do you know we, what I mean? We did that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, so, you know, whatever. But he was forced to play me at the start of the season. And then, by the time uh, Bolton got the money together, it was the end of September. It was actually the 30th of September I signed. My bag had been packed. I had a bag packed, an overnight bag, in the back of the car, and it was with me all the time. Even during pre-season and everyone that was there I was waiting to go and uh, when I got the phone call it was funny because I was at home just got home in the afternoon from training got the phone call they said uh, can you and I was in the car and gone they didn't say missus I was saying I'm away at Bolton so the missus was saying kids school gone that was it so I was in the car and gone so I'm driving up in the morning I mean, it wasn't even a medical then, you know, the doctor bent your knees and buddy went, oh, yeah, that's all right, yeah, that was your medical. Right, now, uh, contract. Hmm. Right, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the, hmm. The contract, yeah, well, you know you're, you're on this, yeah, but we can't pay that. I went, okay. Mm. But what, what you're probably thinking we can pay, we can't pay that either, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but I ended up, it was over a third, Less. You took a, a two-third drop? No, no. It was a third drop. A third, oh, right, yeah. yeah. It was a third drop, and I lost my club car. Uh, Go back and get, get a one off your mum. Get the and, and, and like, <laughs> You could just run that far. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was quite a bit. And he said, what he said to me, he says, look, we've really struggled to put the money together for you uh, and to get you here, but trust me. And I did. You know what I mean? I mean, he was different class to me. He looked after me. And within, to be fair, nine months later, I signed a new contract. And then we went on a run. And the run was phenomenal. From 18th, we ended up, we got promotion that season. Right in the last game. Phenomenal. But the place, you know, coming from a, a place that was holding 5,500 fans to the end of the season, 21,500 fans. You know what I mean? And, and you could feel it moving. You know what I mean? It was just unbelievable. But that was the boss, you know, and that was, I, I think that was the rebirth of our football club that year. So you league, league one yep. at Bolton yep. when you come, but you like, you're 28, aren't you? Yep. So, so you must have thought at that age, 28, 
Are you are you going to get to that top level? I'll be honest with you, it never crossed my mind. Uh, I was just enjoying being part of something, and you know, I mean, something properly at a proper club. I asked the same question to Holtley, but when did you realise that you thought I could play, I, I, I can make it all the way? Yeah, I think probably the the, the game at Anfield that first season at, at Bolton. Is that uh, when you won in the cup? Yeah, we we went to Anfield and won two 0 Graham Souness was a manager at the time, and this they had a decent team. They had Barnes, Rush, uh, you know, Grobelard. They were, they were all still in there. Do you know what I mean? And they were cup holders. And the when your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Came to Bundon Park. We played on a Sunday at Bundon Park. It was a real icy, it was a frosty pitch. And we went 2-0 up in that game and we were all over them, right? And they came back in the second half and they, and they drew 2-2. And after that game, Graeme Souness was getting interviewed on the sidelines, right? He had this big, stupid-looking, big black fur coat on. He looked like a pimp, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he still had the... He had the And he stood there on the sidelines, you know what I mean? And he said... God, we were lucky today. We got away with one there today. You know what I mean? That was a potential banana skin. But he says, the hard work's done now. We'll get them back at Anfield and, and sort things out, you know. But that was like a red rag to a bull to a certain degree. And uh, the boss took us there. We, we went over in the morning of the game. Stayed, you know, went for a sleep in the afternoon and everything else. See, that night, that night, to me, it was a dream come true because Kenny Dalglish was my hero growing up. And they all, all I wanted to do was go and touch that sign, Mrs. Anfield. I thought you were going to say touch his ball. Well, <laughs> I, 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 would have, <laughs> I would have touched anything Kenny asked me to. But uh, no, I just wanted to go and touch that sign, right? And Because to me, that was making it. Yeah. And touched the sign as soon as I went in. And then my second mission was, right, what can I steal? <laughs> because I wanted a memento because I, you know, because, the fair court no, well, because in, in my head was I'll never be back here again this is my one and one yeah. only chance sort of thing you know what I mean and so I'm pegs is there any loose pegs or is there anything I can neck in the dressing room and to be fair there was a, a few of the boys all running about daft and Bruce just sat there to be fair he gave them five minutes just let you have your run around let yeah. you have your wee kids you know if I can do all that nonsense and then he just went right and that was it everywhere when I sat down. But I'd got my peg by this time, so I was <laughs> all right. But it's it, that, that was to me, that was making it. You know, Doug Leash, this is Anfield going there. And then not knowing how the game was going to turn out, the game was unbelievable. We played them off the park. That night, David Lee, the winger, he tormented them, right? He, that is the best performance I've ever seen from a football player in one, in life. Honestly, he tore them to shreds, single-handedly tore them to shreds. Now, myself and Andy Walker scored the goals. We won 2-0. We more or less get the headlines, but that guy deserved all the headlines because he, honestly, single-handedly won that game. Did you get in the dressing room after and think, like, just think to yourself, that, that's a fuck you, Sooners? I'm giving it the old, I, uh, yeah, well, we've got away with one here. We'll get back to uh, Anfield. 
and pretty much will dick him. Yeah, that, that's what it would oh, be. Oh, without doubt. Yeah, he was going you know to put I mean? five or six bastards. Like you know what I mean? They would wipe the floor with us. But do you know the biggest compliment that night? We had nine and a half thousand fans there that night, right? And it was, I mean, just phenomenal. We were down celebrating behind the goal with our fans and whatever was going daft. Down there for two or three minutes, got tapped on the shoulder, turned round. The whole cop had stayed. And the whole team turned round, walked towards the halfway line, and the whole cop just applauded us. That is phenomenal. And that happens by all counts quite regularly there. Mm. If somebody comes and does well and, does well and plays football, then from they appreciate it. And especially, you know what I mean? You couldn't get any bigger underdogs. Even though, even though they've just been knocked out of the cup, the yep. fair play lad. And that yeah. is respect, you know what I mean? And, and for them, and the cop as well, to show mm. that respect, that lives with me forever. That, right? so that, that must be even more of a I've made it moment than touching the side. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to ask you. Know what I mean? yeah. After that game, you've just been thinking, yeah. fuck me, I've competed yeah. there. I've yeah. yeah. So that was, that was me. As far as I was concerned, that was me. Yeah. I was at the top. Reti- retired, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it, my last if, game. If Evan had finished right and then, that would have been it. You know what I mean? I'd have been happy, happy. Mm. You know, so the, the last, t- t- Evan, the culmination of that year was promotion. And the very last game uh, we had, it was live on Sky at home to Charlton. <laughs> We'd already won the league. And we won the game 4-1. And I got two. I got the last two goals at the, at the ground. The old ground. Which that means that means probably more than anything to me. That's to the claim to fame, then, isn't it? Yeah. Not the dwarves. Yeah. And, <laughs> it, and it's uh, no, but you know, like that night, they brought back a lot of the old players. You know, going down the decades and everything else, yeah. going down the generations where they played there. So that loft house. Obviously, the focal point and, and the number everything. one, the number yeah, one on the list. About and my number one, you know what I mean? As a man, do you know to be able to go in every day and talk to that man? And do you know when you speak to people, right? And the club was his club, it was his football club, right? His passion, everything else. But it wasn't a passion like, right, you've got to do this, you've got to. It was like, You'd walk in, just say you'd, you'd, you hadn't scored for a few games or whatever, and you'd see him every day and you'd say, come on, Cocker. He'd put his arm around you and he'd take you for a little walk around and he goes, just relax, it'll come. You know what I mean? Just keep playing, keep doing what you're doing and all that. And, but he'd, he'd make you feel 10 feet tall. Yeah. You know? Because of who we were. Because of who he was. And, and not just that, because of how approachable yeah, he was. And and, how he said it. And he never, it was never like, well, I did this or, or I played like this or this is what I did. No, it was never, that, it was know. never, ever, he never compared himself. In fact, if you didn't know who he was, you wouldn't know he played football. You would just think he was a nice guy. Do you know what I mean? And, and that, that day, when you go back to Reading, that day, you know, to see him crying and being on the pitch, you know, and he's sitting afterwards drinking champagne and he's kissing the cup, like, he's like a wee boy, you know. Just to see that, he just loved everything about it. And when his club started to come back, you could see him light up. Yeah, you know, feel, but that, feel like crying. Do, eh? yeah. do you think that? Do you think that's played a part in you embracing the club in the way that you have? Do you know? There's not many players that have the club crest tattooed on there. No. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> I think <laughs> I've got a big enough fucking chest for all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might, I might have so. <laughs> I, th- I think I, I've been, I've been really fortunate because, I mean, the relationship I've got with the supporters is, is, is second to none. 
people people have said all the way through, oh, would you like to manage Bolton? Why don't you manage Bolton? I wouldn't do it. I'd never do it. Never, ever. Do you know why I would never do it? Because I would lose my relationship at some point. Yeah. yeah. We saw the game with Brian Gunn at Norwich. He, he did yeah. that. He had a similar status at the club, went manager. He was sacked within six months and a kind of... Tainted, ruined it, yeah. Tainted his yeah. legacy, reputation, mm. could, to never go back. Could you imagine being on the sidelines when, when the people that have supported you and, and been really good to you and all of a sudden now they're calling for you, slaughtering you and calling for your head? It's, it's going to turn eventually. Some point, isn't it? You might have three or four good years. There's going to be a time where... There's going to be a time. There always is, mm. you know? Right? It, it's inevitable what's going to happen. I just it would break me it would finish me it really would so you'd rather not put yourself in that situation yeah to yeah no no question it's While interesting the subject, then, go back and talk to it about that Premier League team then the, the what's gone on recently then yeah Jesus this could be oh. this could, <laughs> Jesus Ken Anderson you being being banned from the same for just he, he, it was Operating almost like a dictatorship, so yeah. to speak. You've 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 made some negative comments against the football, mm-hmm. and you're banned as, like we said, the second greatest player to be voted by the players, a club legend. You're not allowed to come through them doors. Question the style of play. That's not really questioning the club, though, is it? It's not no. questioning him, is it? Or? No, it's not questioning the club as a whole. It's it just was the, the. I think you were speaking as well against the maybe that Parkinson should have gone. Yep and those decisions so yeah. in a way you're speaking against is is running well it. I, th- I think you've got to look at two things really i mean phil parkinson i felt should have went in the october you know to give us a chance but anderson himself the reason that phil kept his job was because he didn't want to pay him off that's his bottom line so now he becomes untouchable to a certain degree yeah no matter what the, doesn't, what's matter, on the pitch. doesn't matter what's happened on the pitch doesn't matter what's happening around the pitch and you know the combination was there was there was some sort of protest set up at the ground and by this time I'd been banned and the reason I got banned was I was on the radio and I was doing the phone in after the game and somebody phoned up and actually tried to stick up for Ken Anderson in saying that well at least he's kept the club going you know at least things are still good and I'm I'm trying to say to this guy look you don't realise what's going on behind the scenes and this club is getting fleeced you know, everything's going. We're being asset stripped right in front of our eyes and you, you're not realising what's going on. And he goes, oh, but you said this and said that. And I said, look, if that man's lips move, he's lying. So that got me, that's, what, that's what got me banned. Yeah. And to be fair, if you'd have said that, I don't think you'd, you'd be welcome in my house. Neither <laughs> you said that about me. But, I mean, again, I, I suppose that's... Well, that is more of a, from a, like a supporter... Yep. Type obviously you're on the radio, but that's yeah. more of your opinion as a supporter yeah. as opposed to a, a doing the radio phone and journalism yeah. type thing. I probably, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm mean, gonna hold my hands up, you know. I probably wear my heart my sleeve too much on that side because I'm passionate about the football club. I hate to see it in the position it's been in, it breaks my heart, you know. And it's and did then you get a phone call then to say that you how did they play that? I found out now. I found out in the, the actually I found out from the BBC uh, the BBC had applied for a pass for the following home game and they got denied uh, so that's how, I, that's how I found out thing is he's 
playing with fire there really isn't he they wouldn't stop well, you from on the ground well then I mean there was a demonstration and it wasn't because I got banned but I had been banned by this point there was a demonstration uh, and he had I'd, I'd got asked to go and I said I'd got asked to go along to the demonstration, but all of a sudden now I'm leading it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, they've made it, they've made it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, so, go. so now I'm leading the demonstration. Like the, the like for sale sign, like, up, yeah. flaming pitchfork. Yeah. So I, then I actually got a phone call from Parky, from Phil Parkinson, saying that, uh, you know, and he was sticking up for the chairman, if I'm honest with you, and, and he, he was on the phone for about 20 minutes arguing the case and saying that no I shouldn't be involved in it uh, I'll be seen as a troublemaker and I'll be you know all this nonsense and I said well look that's your opinion uh, he says well I wouldn't go if I was you I wouldn't turn up and all that <laughs> you'll say I won't fucking carry on playing that salad well, football you'll yeah, play well, exactly. that was in the phone call as well you know what I mean and, and everything else and I said I don't agree with the way you play football uh, doesn't suit us. It doesn't suit us as a town, as a, as a support. Uh, we've always been used to this is a working man's town. You know, roll your sleeves up, put a shift in. Mm. You know what I mean? And at least if you get beat three one and you put a shift in, you got to go. Yeah. They won't be happy, but they'll take it. Mm. You know. So I turns up at the demonstration anyway, and Ken Anderson had said in, in the press, "Okay, I'll blow out. There'll be fifty people there or a hundred people there." There was over five thousand walking around the ground. You know, and were you at the front? <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking Nelson Mandela at the front. Yeah. 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 So Life for Brian. It, it, it was one of them. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you do you, not think there were that many. I knew there'd be a lot, but maybe not quite as many as that. But, but the thing being, you, you turn up and all of a sudden, do you know what I mean? Rightly or wrongly, that's that's the way it goes. Then you're on Sky Grab, you're on that, you know what I mean? And yeah. you're always talking. Now it looks like you're leading it, you know? And it was, <laughs> but it's, it, it, I mean, that, that was just frustration from the supporters. You know, they had got to the stage of they were, they were losing their football club. Mm. Uh, people were just frustrated and didn't really know what to do, but had to try and do something, you know? And to be fair, the guy never came back to a game. Ken Anderson never never set foot in that ground ever again. He knows he couldn't. He will never set foot in this town again. Not that he probably doesn't want it anyway. But you know that man will be looking over the shoulder for the rest of his days. So why did he? Why did he buy it? Why? Why did I know, he? I like to know the full story. Quite, Were they in a good position when he took over? Not the best. Not the best. But we still had assets, and them assets quickly disappeared. Mm. So ground training ground training ground. I mean, you name it. All sorts, and not just that. You got to remember, you're taking over a business. Now you're encountering loans have been taken out. This hasn't been paid back. This was taken out. This money came in and it's disappeared. This is gone. And there's all sorts of things in the skeletons in the cupboard. They're still encountering that to this day. Was Holdsworth involved at one point? And uh, they, they originally, Dean, originally Dean came in. Uh, Dean, with good intentions. Well, I think you'd have to ask Dean that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but knowing Dean. You'd be wanting to make a few quid as well, <laughs> uh, but but you don't mind. You don't mind making no, a few quid. Anybody, as long as they keep they keep exactly, everything fucking going. Exactly. Uh, let's, I mean, strip back. What you're saying is, come in, bought a club, sold off the assets. I think very. That's a very loose term to use. Bought the club. Well, they took a loan out yeah. to buy the club. Okay. At extortionate rates of interest that couldn't even. I mean, you you couldn't. But we'd, prof- we'd, profited we'd, per- personally from so Ken Anderson might assets, know the lo- and, and this Ken, is what you're left with Ken Anderson might know the 
the, the the owners of the loan company who are paying exactly but just I mean going back to just everything about the football club then we, we've lost we've lost the good name of a, of a founder member football club right through one man mm. and you've got to look at the EFL why was that allowed to happen you know he had already been banned he had, he had done a similar thing at Southampton he was involved in the takeover at Southampton he got banned from being a director for eight years and yeah. he was banned from football yet a few years down the line he was allowed to take over a football club I thought they were getting more strict on that front they, well maybe well, now they are it's a bit late for us a bit late for Burry you know and I mean this is an institution you're, you're talking about something that's nearly 150 years old right mm. and it's people's lives you look at it this town revolves around that football club as you've every yeah. time, every club you play the town everything about it see when the football club does well the town does well people walk about with a spring in their step people are happier families are happy everything, everything. It's, mad our, it's mad our football actually the heartbeat contributes to that of course it's it the is. heartbeat of the community it's everything honestly and essentially and, you know to be so close to losing that you know I felt as a football club by moving out of the town to move into this new stadium it's no coincidence that the heart was ripped out of the town then. Can you understand mm. why, uh, from an outsider, I can understand why the football club did that, to expand? Oh, no, uh, listen, no question. I mean? No question. I mean, mm. do you know, and, and I think it's great out here. We've got the shopping centre there. It's close to the motorway. You've got all the links. Fantastic. Mm. You can grow it. The hotel. But it's not Burnham Park. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I think the same way, sort of, Cardiff Old Ninian Park were yeah. horrible horrible to go and play at but yeah. the new ground it's it's lovely to go and yeah. play at yeah. you know what I mean yeah you've got sort of the Den is it Den Dell Southampton yeah yeah. and then now totally, it's just totally different atmospheres yeah. to go and play at and the old fucking uh, Sutherland I mean you, yeah. go, you go down the list you know Hull the old, Hull, the old Millwall yeah. one yeah. that's the thing I think we and, and I think the way the, the clubs are run as well. The football clubs have got to do it. Yeah, I feel for, from going, a business perspective. But it's just but totally different entity think, to the, the I've fan. S- I've said this before. I think I always think that a football club's different than any other business mm. in that people are there to come together in a yeah. community thing. And as soon as you are creating something for the sole purpose of making money, which is what a lot of club owners are there for, it's a business for them. And it's like, like I said before, it's like music, it's like food, it's like film or whatever. As soon as you're creating something from the sole purpose of making money, you just rip the soul right out of it because yeah. that's all it's there for. But then you can also flip that as in, would Bolton have had the success that they would have had without being in this stadium? Probably not. I'm, I'm quite fortunate as a Barnsley fan because they've just developed where they were. Yeah. 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 So you still got the, everybody knows where, not knows where it is, but... It's that place where they've gone for the last 10, 15, exactly. 30 years. And that's what you're breaking. You're breaking consistency. You're yeah. breaking cycles. You know, people used to go in there. There was no better sight on a Saturday driving into the ground and then you'd just see you'd see thousands of people just walking out of the town, out of the pubs, walking down Manchester Road to the ground. And it's kind of set the tone mm. for the atmosphere yeah. and everything mm. else. You know, all walking together, all had had a few drinks. And then after the game, all walking back into the town. No, the place was just, it was an unbelievable place at that time. And yet you go in there now and 
it's all like pound shops, charity shops, and fucking hell. We had not many pubs. Got time to nip in, have <laughs> no, we? No. Not I need some, some bargains. I need some links. <laughs> I thought my bottles of bleach. Sorry, I thought I thought you were on with your gear there. <laughs> but uh, it is. I mean, it is. But progress, isn't it? So we said like twenty-eight getting into League One yep. with Bolton, and then just took off from there, getting promotion to the Premier League. But so a Bolton starting to pay. Good wages then. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not to me. But to, uh, to the players that are coming, are they are yeah. they paying competitive wages in the Premier League? I don't think. I wouldn't say competitive, but obviously a, a lot more than Bolton have been used to paying. Yeah. That's for sure. But uh, no, they were they were obviously paying money to attract players mm-hmm. in, and we started to get some decent players coming through the doors. And probably that first year, we gave teams far too much respect because we played one up front, five across the middle of the park. Uh, I played wide right for the whole season. So, Were you happy to play that role? I didn't care where I played. Uh, yeah, I was happy to play. And that, well, that's, what, that's what I mean, because yeah, so, yeah. now and you've got a striker, you a goal-scoring striker now, they took him out right, they're, fucking, yeah. they're throwing the, toy, the toys out at Prem, aren't they? John, John have you ever knocked on the... You, you know, you've said a few times, just yeah. happy to play. Yeah. How many times have you knocked on that manager's door and said, listen... I'm not happy. What's fucking happening here? Never. never. I've never ever knocked the manager's door once. No. I.e. not even for a pay rise, nothing. I think I'm probably old school in, that, in the way you think that, right? If you get you'll get something if you deserve it. Yeah. Uh, it's not about it shouldn't be about individual players. It's about what you can do. If you can do a job for a team regardless, you do it. Did you ever, you know, looking back, do you ever think that they ripped the arse out of your good nature? Or do you feel like you were appreciated as much as what you were doing for the club? No, at times I felt that they'd ripped out me a little bit because at times, I think in the, with the older regimes that were at the at the football club, they wheel me out when they want to wheel me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, it, when, it, when it suits. Uh, so do you think maybe I should have been a little bit more, ah, fuck, fuck ruthless, a bit more ruthless? Maybe sometimes, but would things have been the same? Yeah, that's. I mean, that, that's that's always the, the sort of answer I go back myself because you no, know, at times you say, "Well, I wonder." I just wonder what yeah. would I do. I always go back to it and say, "Well, nah, things wouldn't have been the same." You know, it, it's like I, I would never have asked to, to leave or to to go anywhere. Uh, there were some teams that had come in for me, and you know, one was my boyhood team that came in for me three times. They come in. Celtic and and it just, see, it just wasn't right. See that's that's where I, like, I, okay, if my bio team comes in for me, I'm doing everything. I'm gonna be a twat. Mm. Yeah, but John, see the thing is, we were on such a run and such a roll here. And uh, yeah, depending and, on how how good it is where you are, but but not just that. I'd built like I'd built a sort of rapport with the supporters. I, I'd, everything's going your way. Everybody's settled. Kids are here. That's the, the, you know what I mean. Kids support Bolton, yeah. and the very first time Celtic came in for me, it was it was uh, Lou McCarry was a manager, and you know, Bruce just went no, that's it. The second and the third time it was Tommy Burns uh, was the manager, and it was Colin Todd. By this time was was a Bolton manager, and it was the same thing. Did they make it worth your while to stay though? I think that's what I'm going back to no. when I say it. no. You weren't so offered they, a contract so you could, no. If you went to them and said, listen, Celtic have come in for us, make me one of the... Highest third yeah. player. I know, I know, even I know, when they signed Nathan Blake. 
I'm perplexed. Mate, if if my, it, so, I wish I'd done it now. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, but it I, never even came into my I, head. The, the really report like with all the fans and that. It's all well and good, isn't it? Did yeah. you have Fuck an agent? No. No, I, if I had an agent, probably he would have been kicking doors down. I, I, I understand that, but at the time, I didn't. didn't so never bothered. I'm on. I'm, I'm, I'm not obviously guessing figures, but I'm on five grand at Bolton and Celtic off for ten grand. Mm. I'm, I'm, fuck, I'm not. I'm pinning the manager up for yeah. that. Even when they sign Nathan Blake, I'm sure Nathan Blake's come in as one of the best players. I'm, Absolutely. I'm thinking. Yeah. All you've done for the club never bothered me. Really? Never bothered. Fuck me, John. I just didn't. I just. I wish I was your agent. I know, but you were going to play at Celtic. I know, but it, it, it wasn't like that. Honestly, I just. It, it never. I never. I've never knocked on the manager's door. Never asked him for anything. Never. You die anything. and breed. I think the amount of Bolton fans are listening to this and are absolutely loving it. I mean, you say I'm why? You what, no wonder they fucking love you. <laughs> I think they're going to love you even more after this. No, but I would. I mean, I know it's a cliche and it's a, a thing, but you would play for nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's you would have. It's honestly. It's fun. I can guarantee you, I would never play for nothing. No, but you're, you're not know, even lying. I know. In, in oh. theory. but it is. I mean, you just feel you feel privileged, don't you? And I think again. But you not sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> You've surely got to go. I'm I'm worth financially. I'm Nathan Blake's coming in. I've got this club. Helped get this team promoted last year. Just I make, even, make I, it worth I, me I, while. I couldn't even tell you what Nathan was getting. I never, I never asked anybody on that. Nothing. Um, Not asked. No. It's cr- it never brilliant. It's from your point of view. But uh, do you know something? I, I would. I mean, I've, I've signed for people. Like I said, yes, come in and sign for the boss without even asking them what I was getting. Yeah. Would you do the same again? <sighs> now, knowing now, figures, figures, and that now, obviously the. Now is I think I would no, I couldn't have done it myself. I would have probably got somebody to do it for me. I would have probably got an agent, if I'm honest now, because I was never that way where I just felt cheeky asking. Do you know what I mean? It was like I felt I was lucky to probably be where I was in the first place. And so do you think that's you sort of undervaluing yourself then? I thought oh, 100%, I think, I think so. looking back, yeah, I'll probably very much Undervalue so. yourself. I mean, very if you're, you're, so. you're playing, you're playing in what is the Premier, the Premier League, or yep. even the Championship. Yeah. And you, you, you're in a team getting promoted to the Premier League, and you're in the Premier League. Surely you've got to be thinking, I'm here on merit. I'm, I'm here. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking at. Oh. I fucking deserve to mm. be. I mean, put it this way. I, I, I mean, I still got paid. What in my head was reasonably well. But, yeah, I could have had a lot more, I know that. For all the, the, the bad name that agents get, if you had an agent, it would have been a lot different. They'd yeah. be ringing you up going, John, we need to yeah. fucking yeah, but then, on that door, man. Again, I didn't want all... I'll be honest with you, the thing that put me off agents was that I was happy where I was. And I didn't want all that carry on, going on, you know what I mean? Like, oh, but you could have probably still got even more where you were. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The key very word there is, you, mate, very honest the key word there is that you, you were happy, and it's. I never wanted it to end. Do you know what I mean? It was one of them where it was. 
I mean, not just for me, for them teams in, in when I was here, it was like the Royal Rover stuff, really, yeah. because just of where the crest of the wave, yeah. just wanted this wave just, just to from carry you on. know from where we had come, yeah, you know what I mean, from like walking through the doors and where we were to where we were, you know what I mean, three or four years down the line, it was just it was unbelievable, you know, the cup runs, just everything the boys had done, the, the town embracing everybody, the supporters, it was just meant to be, you know, and and. The, the dressing rooms we had I mean it was a joy it was like you tell me another job where you can't wait to get in in the morning I mean we were porn star <laughs> <laughs> but you can't I mean it was it was one of them you know where at Bondon Park we had, a, we had a little head tennis thing outside myself and Owen Coyle were unbeaten we had a queue and the queue got bigger and, and they got earlier every morning People trying to beat us, right? And we had everybody. I mean, it was like, oh, we had everybody on toast, and they come in every day trying to beat us, like, try, and they couldn't beat us. Nobody could beat us, <laughs> but it was brilliant because it all added to the dressing room and all that camaraderie. It was, it was fantastic, but it was just best time of my life, no doubt about that. You know, see that best it, time. It's it's refreshing. It's a unique mentality to have, and like you said, it it was the best time of your life. And it's probably that mentality that's created it being the best time of your life. The fact that you wasn't bothered. If you were bothered, then you'd have been knocking on the door and falling out with people and probably a left button. Mm. And then you would have lost those memories. Yeah. And you'd have lost it being the best time of your life. So what value do you put on that? For I having that laid back route mentality. I, understand. I was just going down the, the route of what you were worth, what you'd brought to the club. You know, I wasn't saying yeah, you're yeah. greedy. No, no, no. The best move yeah. like you can. But yeah. the, I just you, meant it was what I'm worth. It's the ideal ideology to have in your mind. For that to work, the person at the other end has to think the same way. Oh, John's fucking got us here. Let's pay him what he's yeah. worth. The probably it, it, it's the perfect ideology yeah. for everybody to think. But if the man at the who's paying the wages isn't thinking the same way, but if the man who's paying the wages thinks, I tell you what. I've got I've got John on this contract right. He's worth this, but I can get this player, and I'll use that extra yeah. to get him yeah. in. Yeah. Mm. And then it, then it, then even back then, it starts being a business yeah, type yeah, thing, doesn't it? it? They're ripping yeah. the arse out of you, really. But I think it, again, probably the way I thought was like, if you do well, you get rewarded. Yeah. And I left it to them to reward, and you know that's it. So then, like you said, it's a trust thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, if the boss had still been at the football club, I'd have been, yeah, I'd have been well. He looked after, after you. Yeah, no question. Who came in after him? Colin stayed there. Colin, Colin Todd right. was the assistant, and then he took over after brought that. Andy in as well. Brought Andy, Andy, Andy came in. We yeah. spoke about the the scrap. The eyes. The, the eyes. eyes. When he had Collymore on toast, he would have battered the shit out of Collymore that day. <laughs> were you, were <laughs> you playing that day? Yeah, yeah, I was playing that day, and and he got Collymore in in the headlock, yeah. right? And it was like, Collingwood couldn't move. He had him, right? And he was like, ooh. <laughs> and he dragged him about on, in the headlock. Nobody could split him. Nobody could get him off him. You know what I mean? It was one of them. They were all trying to pull him off. Now, no, he's had them. And he just walked about with him. You know what I mean? He was like that. And he... Uh, he was like a little baby. Yeah. He, he, would have, he, would have, he would have battered him. Battered him. No question. Mick Superlinen came down from, from uh, Scotland. Is he a character? Oh. Did he come... Did he come to Hibs? The flying thing. He was at no, he uh, Aberdeen... He was at Hibs, yeah, he managed Hibs as well. That, that's what I'm he played and managed there. But uh, strongest man in the world. Honestly, he would... He, 
he was a big guy, right? And <laughs> just looking up and down, man. No, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? Your build and strength, you know what I mean? He'd pick me up like it, like I was a bloody toothpick, you know, and, and like, where are you? Man. <laughs> I remember one, the, the very first time we, we met him, right? Me and Owen Coyle, me and Owen Coyle were the main sort of piss takers in the dressing room, yeah. right? And we used to rip everybody. And the first time, <laughs> the first time the big fella came on, right, we got on the bus and we were leaving for an away game. And me and so me and Owen are sitting there and we always weigh everybody up, you know, who right who's gonna be who's gonna get it today. Who's the victim? Who's the victim today? <laughs> anyway, the big man's sitting there, right? We watched him. He was eating an apple and he ate the lot. Core, everything, pips, <laughs> everything, <laughs> pips a lot, the core. And we're sitting there and Oni so Oni pipes up, didn't he? And he went, Can you just eat that apple? All the core now <laughs> Mixie went, Yeah. And he went, and the way he said it and the way he looked at Oni, you know what I mean? It was like, and he went, oh, that's fine. <laughs> he was, Enjoyed. He was, yeah, he was going to get it. And then all of a sudden, that's okay then. <laughs> right, right, we'll just go on Greeny then. Scott Green will do. <laughs> but the big man, he just did, like, he was he was dead funny in that, right? But see, sometimes when you just got serious, you turn around and give you a look. That's enough now. You knew. Yeah, you that was, that's it now, right? You've gone too far, you know what I mean? So I'm going to give you this look. And if you don't take That's the look, then you might get a clip. You know what <laughs> I mean? Make that the last. But the big man was, honestly, fantastic. Now then, this week, we've got a special message and offer from The Athletic. Now, if you don't know, The Athletic is the new sports website offering the best coverage for your club. It's got a world-class team of writers, and it's completely ad-free. There's no ads whatsoever, no annoying pop-ups. It's really good. They uh, cover all the Premier League teams, Football League. I've just been reading an article about Tottenham falling apart. And, uh, you know, it's good. They've, they've seemed to have brought all the best football writers together and rather than it being a website full of adverts like I said annoying pop-ups all the time you just pay a small monthly subscription and you've got the best football writers creating the best content at your fingertips uninterrupted and as listeners of the podcast as always we always sort you out don't we all you've got to do is go to www.theathletic.co.uk slash under the cost without the e just like the title and you get 50% off £2.50 a month rather than a fiver. Believe me, that is good value. Just think think about some of the tosh that you read online. Well, with The Athletic, you know you're getting the top-class writers, top-class content, and for just £2.50 a month. So all you've got to do is go to www.theathletic.co.uk slash under the cosh without the E, and you'll be welcome to the new home of football writing. Obviously, you got promoted again. You and Nathan Blake on fire, and then time to move on. Yeah, was that was that Colin Todd? Yep. And you're, I mean, you've you've just scored. How many did you say? Thirty. Got thirty that season, and uh, there was there was two ways of looking at it, and it was it was partly my own fault in, in a way. The following year was the World Cup, '98 World Cup, which I'd played in all the qualifying games, and. Colin had pulled me aside pre-season and said to me I was going to be a squad player which hurt more than anything to be honest with you because it wasn't a case of well like you know listen you're going to have to work for your place this season or or you're going to have to you know put a bit more in it or whatever it was a case of you're a squad player now how old were you? 34 Uh, but they had just signed Dean Holdsworth three and a half million 
Saint Peter Beardsley. Yeah. And I looked at it and I thought, he's going to play them, and you've still got Blakey in the mix as well. Do you know what I mean? He's got to play holes with three and a half million. He's going to well for us. You know that's a big, big statement, <clears> and, <throat> and you're not taking Peter Beardsley through the door. I'm not saying you're guaranteed a place, but he's going to play. He's going to play. So I'm looking at that now, and I'm thinking it's not really in my favour you know what I mean because the World Cup next year I was also struggling pre-season with an Achilles and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking mm, don't know a couple of teams come in Sunderland come in Man City made an inquiry and Bradford come in and straight away I said no Bradford no chance <laughs> is, this, is this the first time in your career that you're starting to think about yourself no I was thinking about the World Cup I wasn't but, thinking but, about, but, still I mean, about yourself but, innit? you know yeah. like you're not thinking about playing again. You're not thinking about. Well, you're thinking. I need to. Well, I need to move. To last play opportunity to get into the world. Cup. Last opportunity. Mm. I mean, there was n- there's no way I would ever be involved in a campaign again with Scotland. Yeah. This this was it. Mm. But I was just desperate to play. So, came out, got a phone call this day, and it was like to go and go and talk to Bradford. And I was like, no chance, absolutely no chance. Chris Kamara was a manager. And what league were Bradford Premier League then? Championship. Championship went and spoke to them and I was like but Cammy was unbelievable you know what I mean Cammy like I can imagine there was some meeting like <laughs> Cammy was like no you've got to come you've got to come you've got to play you know what I mean and I was like but then I'm thinking well he wants me to play do you know what I mean and now yeah. am I going to play am I not going to play he wants me he wanted and it was oh, a couple of, so couple this, of days at later at this point if you, even if you play in the championship yep. it's still good enough to get in the Scotland, uh, the Scotland squad yeah but Cammy Again, a couple of days later, went back through, ended up signing. But I just had a bad feeling straight away. I just did. I mean, it wasn't. As much as Cammy was infectious and Cammy was a great guy and everything else, the actual club and the place itself, it just. I don't know. I went there, I went there probably in the wrong frame of mind. Do you know what I mean? In my head, I was telling myself I had to do it to play. Yeah. But I could have sat there and took my money. I could have sat there and just not done anything. But you want to play, don't you? Simple as, and even more it. so if you get into sort of thirty-four. Well, uh, that's it. And chance to play the World Cup. Yeah. Did you play in the World Cup? You got in the oh, squad. I was say to you. So that Friday, I end up I'm sitting on the bus, right, and it's the first time I've met the players. Right? And I put on the gear. You know and that's that colour. I know that yellow and, and burgundy. <laughs> you and really didn't like. You really didn't like right. Bradford. Did you? I've put this on, right? <laughs> if, you, if you're trying to think of the, if uh, if you're on the audio and you're thinking about the colour, just look at my team. Like yellow and burgundy <laughs> colours, just off white, aren't they? But yeah, I put this on, and I, I find myself sitting on the bus, and I'm looking at myself with this track, and I'm thinking, what have I done? I mean, seriously, what have I done? And then. Goes down now, plays the game, uh, plays that season. Achilles is getting worse by the week. And you're not enjoying it at all? No. Not the, no. Not the not, football? It's not just the kit. Not the no, lads? No. And this is, listen, no fault of anybody's. The club were fantastic to me. The people there were fantastic. The players were fantastic. Just no heart. Yeah. And, and, it, and it wasn't it through any intention. Honest to God, it wasn't that. The Achilles is getting worse as we go on. It got to towards the end of the season, and what happened was it was, it was a game against Man City uh, at Valley Parade. Normally, I'd gone out, and as the game gone on, it got a bit better. And I was, you know what I mean? And that, well, that was fine. Well, this actually went out, and it got worse and worse and worse. It got to just before half time, and I couldn't walk. And I came off half time, and I said to him, That's where I'm done, finished. 
went to see the doctor and I'd tore it. Your Achilles? Yeah, Achilles, I'd tore it inside. So went, had the op. So that was a, well, that was a World Cup done anyway. Mm, yeah. You know, so oh. that, this, I'm talking about April time. So it was done. And that was it really. So had had the time out, recovered from that, started back following season, started back training. They sent me out on a road run. Done the same again, exact same place, same tear, same place, everything else. The surgeon went berserk, you know what I mean, saying, what are you doing out running on roads and everything else, like when you've, when you've had the injury you've had. So he said he, he said he wouldn't operate on it again because it was the same place and everything else. He said it would just have to heal itself, which is basically it was going to be nine months. Well, that was me done. Well, I was going to be out for basically a year, right? I'd, a, I'd, a three, year, I'd three years left in the contract still to go, by the way. And the chairman uh, asked to see me, so I went and seen him. He goes, uh, what would it what would it take to, for you to, to leave? Right. So I was like, that's just whatever. Because I felt guilty, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, because... Don't worry, I mean, I'm, I'm no, too busy. Don't worry about it. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, no. I, <laughs> he ended up, he gave me six months' money. That's what, that's a fact. He gave me six months' money. He says, what about that? I says, whatever. Because I felt guilty. Because they never got value for money from me. Do you know what I mean? And... I'm wanting at least 24. <laughs> 24 months of me 36. 100%. Yeah. So he gave me six months, and that, that was it. Die yeah. and breed, John. No. Honestly. But I just felt guilty. Do you know what I mean? Because they didn't get any value from me at all. <laughs> so that, you, that were you... That well, were you... Well... You retired. Well, I'd finished then, and again, didn't do anything. Didn't do much, really. Even if I tried to play golf, I couldn't walk for two days after I gave my mm. golf. How did you find it, personally? Of someone who's just said, I just want to play. I just yeah. want to play. Was it tough? Yeah. I mean, that's your whole life gone. You know, and it's extreme to say it, but it's when you look at it, you realise quite quickly as well as as a football player. When you're playing, you're part of everything. Do you know what I mean? You you seem to be like anything that's going on. You get invited. Mm. You get this, you get that. It doesn't take long when you're not playing. To sort of Quickly you look around all of a sudden there's nobody there you're getting forgotten yeah. about you know and it's not just that you know there's people you think probably that were mates or they weren't really truly mates they were hangers on you know and it, it's, a, it's a different world you know you, you come from a world where most of the stuff you do get done it gets done for you and all of a sudden now you've got to do it all you're half robots, aren't you? Yeah, you're, you're, you're told where to be at, what time, what to wear. Half night, yeah. You know, and, and all of a sudden you can have a fucking shave. Pretty you? much, yeah, <laughs> really pretty much. And then all of a sudden, now you you look behind you, and there's nobody. Yeah. You know, and it's it's hard, and, and I don't think people just look at footballers and they go, ah, well, they've earned enough money, they can go and do this, or they're going to do that. They don't realise, you know what <clears> I mean? That they're, they're they've just lost their heart and soul. When you think about it, even from being five year old, you've got a structure in your life, haven't you? School. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're there at that time. School. You're there at that time. You go to football, you're there at that time, you're there at that time. So from five to 35, if you're lucky, 36, eight, whatever, yeah. you've got a structure in your life. And suddenly that structure is just fucking gone like that. I think as well, we've had 40 plus guests, and I think you can tell how much you love football. More, probably, I'm going to say more than anybody that we've had on. You know, your desire that. to play. I'd agree with that. The, the sacrifices you made financially as much as anything. I think, I can imagine it was tough for you to, all of a sudden, like you say, there's nobody behind you. There's I, don't, I don't think I've never got over it, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, and, and it's not just the you can say about the adulation and, and all that. It's not that. It's just playing, and it's been mm. in that dressing room, and it's it's a special place. It's a dressing room for me. It's a me. special place. It's, it's, it's not even so much the playing for me. It's the dressing room. It, oh, the only thing I miss is the dressing room. That's the only thing that I miss. And mm. fortunately, I get that crack here. Yeah. Mm. But it's like. Then even after I finished playing, I got an opportunity to go out to America, you know, and, and it, initially it was as a player coach, but in my head I knew I'm not going to be able to play, do you yeah. know what I mean? But, oh yeah, I'll do it. Get the wife and kids, get everybody out, on we go. We go to America, Cincinnati. So, away we go. And it was just, again, it was that lure of maybe being able to play. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not I, so much even the coaching. But I'd go anywhere. Uh, anywhere. I mean, even now, if I got a phone call tomorrow saying, or something's going on here, I'd go. I would. It's it's hard to explain at times, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it just would. How did it work out in America, Doc? Well, I went out initially, I went out in uh, 2000. Just after I'd finished, I went out and I, as a player coach of the Cincinnati Riverhawks, and it was a shambles. Went out there. Was Casey Killer with yeah. a fucking <laughs> No, hey, I, t- I, think, I think I've got something with rogue owners. It was, it was the owner. The owner was Italian, right? And he was he was like, he imported olive oil from Italy, obviously, right? And, and he was, I think he was a bit of a gangster or whatever it was, but never paid us. So, again, I'd signed a three-year contract, gone out there with all these intentions. I was going to stay there. I was going to buy a house and all sorts. Because out there. So now I'm there four months. I've still not been paid a penny, right? Be all right. He'll come. No, but no, but I will let him off. No, I will let no, him off. No, it was a bit different out there. You know what I mean? Because the boys kind of, because I came from over here, the boys kind of looked up to me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I took it upon myself to go in and say, "Now you boys have got to get paid." Do you know what I mean? And I went it's in. Fair enough. I went in and, and I said, "No, these boys have got to get paid. They're not going to play." So there was this time we were leaving uh, Cincinnati to go and play in Minnesota, and it was like a seventeen-hour bus ride, by the way. You're not, did they not fly then? Couldn't pay our wages. I think we're going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was like a, it was like an old an old school bus. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't no was yellow. A yellow. Yeah, it was. Honestly, God, it was one of them. Right? fucking uh, right. police academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it was like, right? And I was trying to explain to people here, and they were all right. Good one. Honestly, God, seventeen-hour bus ride, right? So before they got on it, I said, "The boys ain't going. They don't pay them, and all getting on." And he was like, uh, uh. "So anyway." An hour later, they appeared, right? This, he had appeared with fistfuls of money, right? And he started shelling out money to everybody, like all that. And he got to me, and he was like, None put, left. he put it in an envelope, right? And he turned around and he went, and you can fuck off, there's no point in you coming back. So I didn't even get on the bus. But because I had gone up to You'd him, instigated the, yeah, it was me. the so, revolt. You were so, at the front of that protest again. <laughs> <laughs> So, obviously, Mandela's got a fuck off. So that, so that was it. Off they went, and, and then, so that's me finished. Uh, so then I said to the, the missus, and I, I said, "Well, we've got a three-year visa here. What, what do we do? Do I stay? Do I, whatever?" But just we thought we'd go. I don't know on a tour. So I bought one of these RV things, right, and we, we've got the kids and all, and then just started going round, yeah. going round America, right? <laughs> They're Flanders, like yeah. Flanders. Yeah. Yeah. So we. we, we we had a right good tour and a thing with everyone else, but anyway, not so long after that, my mum got breast cancer, and uh, so she was, like, do you know what I mean? So we ended up, made the decision, going home. So gladly, anyway, came home, a year later I lost my mum, so we're glad we came back because at least, mm. uh, you know, we got to see her regular and everyone else. But two years later, 
the club had, by this time in Cincinnati had changed hands, new people had got it, and they phoned me up, asked me to go back out again. And I went out 2003, and I, I was there nine years. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, was there, I only came home in 2012. So I was out there it nine took years. took all back over? Yeah. Uh, everybody came back over again. So, I mean, again, you know, obviously, wife, kids and all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jippos, let's go. Fire the RV back up. Get, get, get the silver caravan out. We're off again. But uh, no, the nine probably best family years that that you could ever have. Everybody, everybody just loved living in America and the lifestyle, everything about it. Uh, I mean, my three youngest. I've got five kids. I've got four boys and a girl. My three youngest went through the school system out there. So all their pals are out there. American. They go out every summer. Like for four to six weeks every summer they go out there and you know it's the older pals and I'll have to try and get on that trip Johnny <laughs> so Cincinnati Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah, Cincinnati kid but uh, fantastic place uh, really enjoyed it ended up was running an academy out there ran the, the boys side of an academy as well as I was assistant uh, manager to the to the senior team so it, like, even 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 the fact that you've had that first experience of the place which were obviously terrible, terrible, yep. and you've still gone back. It's like, mm. well, it was for the better. You had, a, like you say, you had a great seven, nine years. Right, worked hard, incredible. Yeah. But even like, if you went to a club and it was shit, right, and then you went somewhere else, and then three years later they said, <laughs> "You're he's not going to holiday home in Bradford anyway." Are you quit back. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, I'll try it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Obviously, that were another scenario where it worked out well for the, the best. Really, listen, nine fantastic years. The only uh, the only downside was on the visa you were on out there, you had to renew every two years. And because my boys were getting older, there was like once you hit twenty one out there, you're an adult. They can't be on your visa anymore. They've got to apply for so, your they're not going to get their own out there because mm. they're just not you know what I mean so they were coming home one by one yeah. and one by one the boys came home and it ended up just being my wife my daughter and myself out there how long for? well we were there the last last year just the, just the three of us and, and you're losing that good family time well you, you start it starts to be a conflict doesn't it it starts mm. really it's not what it, it, it no, it got to the stage where it was just one day we're sitting there at dinner and them two are talking about dresses and shopping and all that and I just said I'm going home. I miss the boys, I miss football, I'm going home, proper football. I, I said I'm going home. And they went, Yeah, right, good one. Do you know what I mean? It was like <laughs> it was one of the, yeah, it was like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Clicking through catalogue. Yeah, 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 off, off, That's talking yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 usual. So that was it. And then I just put the wheels in motion. That was it. They said uh, said I was coming back. In the meantime, I'd got in touch. Owen Coyle was the manager of Bolton. Uh, Maureen's one of my best pals. Mm. I'd been in touch with him and, and said to him I was coming back. And he went, right, fine. He said, there's a job here for you. So that was better. You know what I mean? At least uh, I wasn't such a bad guy after all because I'd been getting abused my wife and my, and my daughter <laughs> for, for saying I'm coming back. I had something to come back to. Yeah. Yeah. So and it went in, had a board meeting. Where the, where the club I was at resigned, uh, told them my reasons. They weren't happy. They wanted me to stay. 
they actually offered me more money to stay. A lot more. <laughs> don't surprise yeah. me. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Hank sat there with a, a, a fucking cocktail to no. <laughs> I resigned on the Wednesday. Owen got sacked <laughs> on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have anything to come back to. You know what I mean? It turned very quickly. I was I was not a bad guy. Then I was back to being the bad guy. So yeah, but I'd committed to coming back. And, and to be honest, I wouldn't have changed my mind then. Yeah. I was coming back. But... Uh, own from there got got a job at Wigan. I went in there as uh, chief scout at Wigan. Uh, I also worked with him at Blackburn as well, and I also went up to Ross County. I was head of recruitment up at Ross County in the Scottish Premier League. You you, you didn't scout him at Blackburn. No. Did you? <laughs> he knows a player. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever known anybody been at a football club for two years and never scored one goal? John, you're made for this after-dinner stuff, mate. Repeating your same jokes every single week. Do you get <laughs> it works for you? Is that every week? I've just got to get one little yeah. dig in. One yeah. little dig in. No, I'm sure there was difficult circumstances. Oh, <laughs> it was all kinds. Don't sweet. get a start. Yeah. <laughs> you know yourself. But uh, no, so that's, that's been it, really. And now, grandkids are keeping me busy at the minute. Uh, you, you, must be, you must be like over the moon that Bolton are getting sort of... Straightened out, you know what I mean? As a delighted, John, I really am. I mean, it, it's the times you know that this town and these people have been through due to the fact that you know the the football club's in the wrong hands. Mm. It's been disgusting in, in what's happened, you know, and, and you know, ongoing. Just glad now that you know we've got people that have come in. No, they're not awash <coughs> with money. You know, that's that's quite evident. They're going to have to budget and they're going to have to, you know, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Because all of a sudden our football club now is going to be structured the right way. They're good business people with a good business reputation. Uh, but we're going to have to live within our means. And we haven't done that for our best part of 20 years. Well, well I think the, the club actually overachieved for a lot of years, I would say, wasn't it? You know, like the, the times when they were sort of top, getting into Europe and stuff like that. We all do respect a team like Bolton in a town like Bolton. Were probably overachieving, I think, weren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, but you got to remember there was a fantastic manager, Big Sam, had them going. You know, had them mm. running through brick walls. Fantastic eye for a player. He was bringing in players that were deemed to be on the scrap heap. Mm. You know, I mean, JJ Okocha, Yorkie F. You know, World Cup winners coming in. Campo, Hierro. Still the second greatest player of all time. Hey, no, yeah. <laughs> when you go through, Nicholas Do you know what I mean? When you see the players, and in many ways we've been spoiled yeah. by what we've that, been able to what, see. That's you know? the point that we're trying to, European trying to get runs. To. You know, going over to Bayern Munich and you know, Atletico Madrid, and you know, unbelievable. But. There's a downside to that, mm. and I think you know we've paid the price for that, mm. you know, because it's been an, the financial side's been an ongoing thing for a yeah. long time, but we have witnessed it. You, you know, can't take that away. They can't take that away. No, and again, where we are now, we've been there before. You know, hopefully now we've got good. Pe- I know we have. We've got good people that are running the football. You just club. take a steady five years, won't you? I think now, you know, we have to show patience uh, and, and the Bolton fans are not renowned for showing patience, mm. but I think they're just glad to see a team on the park now because yeah. mm. we came so close to losing a lot. Especially mm. when you're obviously buried, not, yeah. not too far down the road. Mm. That's a disgrace what's happened there, mm. I'm telling you now. I mean, it's, it's just sad. I mean, taking all rivalry aside, we're football people. Yep. 
and we don't want to see bad or, or people losing their football clubs. Yeah, we'll shout at each other when we play and we'll have a go and bit of banter here and there, but nobody should be no, losing tragic, their football club. Really, it, it, Disgrace. Tragic. Did you uh, ever improve your left jab? It was weak, wasn't it? It was weak. I actually, I, I did a, it I did a, a white, slap. It was a slap. Yeah. That's why. I did a white collar thing in May. Did you? I did, yeah, I did a boxing thing for the for the hospice in May, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got paired up and I trained for it for a couple of months. I went in and uh, I knocked the boy out in the second round. Get <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's Get never it. been there's never been a better ending. There no. <laughs> we go. Yeah. Second boy, round second game round. over. <laughs> Done. Thank you, yeah, thank you very much, Rhett. Really thank enjoyed you. that. Thanks a lot. Top man. Stuff. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.